What are we discussing on today's Locked On Diamondbacks podcast? Well, it's crossover time with Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. And with the MLB trade deadline just a week out, you know we love to do drafts. So why not draft the best trade deadline deals of all time? Discussing that on today's Locked On Diamondbacks crossover. You are Locked On Diamondbacks. Your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? Always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or just look up Locked on Diamondbacks both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Diamondbacks, your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. And one of those platforms is YouTube, so please hit subscribe on the Locked on Diamondbacks YouTube channel. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get, a, you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms for use of details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Now, without further ado, it's crossover time. And as always, we got to do a draft. So without further ado, let's bring on the man of the hour, Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, yeah, man, God. I'm here. What's going on? Oh, man, are you getting aggressive? You ready to throw some punches or something? Look, look man, I was I was doing some workouts today and oh, I was watching Creed 3, which I haven't finished just yet. But I was watching Creed, so I don't know. I guess I'm I'm, I'm in a punchy mood, dare I say. And, oh. and we got trade deadline week. It's you got to keep the energy up, man. You know, it's 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 exciting times. So I guess that's kind of a uh, what I'm bringing that energy. I bring it to today's podcast, and I'm excited, man. I think that um, we we talk about deadline deals a lot, and I think we every single year it is so fun how. Note like there's going to be some big trade or not even big trade, but like a trade for a player that goes to a team. No one talked about all the top five destination articles, including one for myself, might end up being wrong. And then mm-hmm. you expect X and X prospect to be what it's going to cost for a player. And then it usually doesn't, except for some reason, in the case of the Padres. Of course, they were the only one to ever pay full price last year. <laughs> Worth it. But only team ever, apparently. Um, but you, you have that. And then you have weird teams. Like, I don't know if you saw, like, by the time we're recording this, the Cardinals, the, the the allegedly fire sailing everything, they're, for some reason, extending their reliever that everybody wants. And it feels very Rockies-ish. Uh, so, look, man, it's it's just, it's a time of uncertainty. It is baseball purity. Everyone can be excited about it, even if your team stinks. And even if you're even if you're contending. You're kind of just like, I just want to see trades. Is that not something we can all relate to? You know? Yeah. Great stuff. 
I think that's why like NBA Twitter has become so much fun, like the off season, because you just see all these superstars request trades and then you're on Twitter or whatever it's called now. I don't even know what their new logo change. Uh, really just disappointing to see. But yeah, mm-hmm. trades are always fun. And it's kind of funny. We're going to talk about some of these trades. And it's like you might acquire a player. He might be a legend down the stretch and then your team gets bounced in the first round and then mm-hmm. you leave free agency. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's it. But still one of the greatest trade deadline trades ever. So these are going to be... Uh, Really fun to discuss. Um, as always, we do trades. As always, I have to flip a coin. But do I have one? Oh, no. Oh, I do. There is one on my desk. It goes hiding under a $5 bill because Millie is maybe loaded, maybe not. Probably not. We, we make that podcast <laughs> money. Okay. Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres for the number one pick. And I got to say, I do want the number one pick in this. So, oh, yeah. Want heads or tails, Javier? I'm going tails. I have no tails. preference of pick, but I'm going tails. Oh. I dropped it. <laughs> I, I don't even know where it went. Oh, he it. can't even flip a coin. Folks. Oh, my God. Here we go. Oh, my God. And it is heads. What? Okay. Oh, how did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. That was crazy. Integrity of the draft for sure. But Miller gets the number one pick, as it seems. And, man, the number one pick, of course, there are a lot of options on the board. I mean, Mm-hmm. I truly, I don't think there is a number one pick in this draft. I think there's like three or four trades that you could take number one overall. But this is more of a personal bias pick. This is the reason I had to send you a text before we did this because this is a trade that technically happened after the deadline, I believe. I believe this was technically a waiver wire trade, one of those weird trades that happened in baseball back of the, back in the day where you could still trade players even though the deadline was over. I never understood yeah. how it worked, but... Uh, <laughs> This was this is a biased one because I grew up liking this team, you know, pre-covering the D-backs. This was my favorite team, the Boston Red Sox. Mm. And back in, I think it was 2012, they ended up sending the largest amount of money ever been transferred in a deal before, a quarter of a billion dollars with Carl Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez, mm. Josh Beckett, and Nick mm. Punto being traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers. And that cleared so much money for the Boston Red Sox. Took her, took them under the, the limit for that year. No one really cares about that. They finished the season in last place. But the very next season, that offseason, yeah. with the clear books, they get Koji Uriara and Mike Napoli and Shane Victorino and a whole bunch of other guys, Johnny Gomes, mm. and they go from last to first place and win the World Series the very next year. And it's all because they pull off that deal. I think it's the one of the biggest trades of all time. That's why I'm taking it number one at the deadline, technically. So which which year was that again? 2012 it's a funny 2012. yeah 2012 so 2013 that's right that's when they won that's when they beat the cardinals if i'm not mistaken and i lost some money on that that was unfortunate um but yeah i mean that's what's so funny is every now and then blowing up your team and clearing the the cap is a smart thing to do you know what i mean and, and they still had some great players like i think ellsbury's still on the team at that time i think yeah. dustin pedroia is still there so uh, poppy yeah. right like poppy. so they traded some of their stars, but they were they made sure to still keep some, right? Like you want to, yeah. you're gonna blow up your team. Make sure that you still have. Don't don't just do it to kick the can down the road, which is a, an analogy I've been using a lot lately. But yeah, and oh, I, I agree with you. Um, the fact that they won the World Series the next year is is pretty phenomenal. Uh, pretty phenomenal stuff. I mean, you got to give them credit, um, despite my hatred for the Boston Red Sox and Boston sports in general. And um, 2012, if you also remember, with just the fantastic Bobby Valentine year where he just mm-hmm. doing crazy mayhem for the, the Red Sox as the man, Jerry. He just if, it's insane. If, if you're like a, a proprietor, a believer in just like managers not mattering, 
that might be the greatest test case to the to the opposite that I've ever seen. They were awful. I have bad stories that I've heard about about Bobby Valentine from friends and whatnot. Yeah. Everyone doesn't like him, and it was deserved. And then what happens? They win the World Series literally the very next year. So, hey, managers do matter. It's just very hard to measure it, and I think that drives people insane. But it's true. It's hard to measure that stuff. Yeah, Um, and Gonzalez ends up being pretty good for the Dodgers, but, you know, they make a few playoff appearances, but they don't win anything under him, and they have to pay Crawford and Beckett the remainder of their contracts. mm -hmm. It looks like you get Gonzalez, and that's pretty much out of it. So, yeah, you could we could move on to the – Number two overall pick now. Who do you think is your number one pick in? Uh, I mean, I don't know where you had this trade slot if you had to slide it at all on your list, but what would you have taken number one, I guess, now that you're on the clock? Javi and I will continue that conversation, but first, I want to talk to you guys about the Sleeper app because do you think Corbin Carroll is going to hit a home run tonight against the St. Louis Cardinals? Because I sure do. And on Sleeper, you can swing for the fences with up to 100 times payout. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like. You can select more or less and select some stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right, and you can win big. Sleeper is a fantasy sports plus real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. When football season rolls around, I'm using Sleeper for their fantasy football option, specifically Dynasty, because there's not a better fantasy Dynasty platform than the Sleeper app. So you can do daily fantasy. You can do fantasy with your friends. Sleeper has absolutely everything. So Use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Don't forget to catch every D-Bags and Padres pitch on their hometown broadcast when you download the series XM app and search up Diamondbacks and Padres. Uh, what I'm going to take right now. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, because right. look, I host a Padres podcast. Oh, like, okay. let, that's, yeah, I don't okay. know if you knew this. I host a Padres really? podcast. Yeah. And it's, oh. it's fun. It's good times. And despite how much, you know, issues people have with AJ Preller, despite everything, I, I just, I have to do it. I have to take the most recent one, recency okay. bias to the max. It's Juan Soto to the San Diego Padres. And I actually have a lot of reasons aside from it just being Padres. Number one, okay. no player as good as Soto with as many years as Soto has, as young, uh, left on his, um, an arbitration, I should say, left uh, club control, I should say. Um, no one as young as him and as good as him has basically ever been traded. So it's actually like there's aside from it just being a blockbuster trade, it's pretty revolutionary in a lot of ways. Um, Yes, the Padres haven't been so good this year, and it's a good reflection that the deadline is at the be all and end all. Um, And in the case of the Red Sox, they sold and then that ended up being great for them the next year, maybe not necessarily this year. But for Juan Soto, look, this season has been bad. But bottom line, you got to give credit to the Padres for lighting up the sport, for being exciting. Heck, at least not letting the Dodgers get him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. at least at least that didn't happen. Mm, sure. um, yeah, I know. Uh, but it's just you have that happen. And then the fact that while he wasn't necessarily the only, he wasn't the only thing, right? As a position player, obviously, right? Like, that's not how baseball works. But um, the fact that they then later on go and beat the Dodgers in the playoffs, he plays a big role in that, along with other guys like Cronenworth and Josh Hader for sure. But I have to go with Soto just because it was so nuts. And I was at work 
remote work and I'm just like, you know, just trying to answer some slacks. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, just boom, I get the Jeff pass and notification. And it was like a lightning bolt through my heart in the best way possible. And then I'm, 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 I'm joining a meeting. Like, I think it was like 20 minutes later after the pass and tweet. And I'm trying my best to pretend like I care at all. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, I'm just totally like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to really work on that hard. You know, we got to make a good, like, I'm saying all the fluff words and everyone listen to this podcast if you get mad at me stop acting like you haven't done the same thing for your for your home like uh video conference calls it was just impossible not to especially since it's also a side job of mine to cover this team that i'm just losing my mind so soda to the padres it has to be up there and i imagine people listening to uh this padres podcast uh my listeners will enjoy that and probably agree i mean it's just it was insane it was insane it's still insane to think about if we're in a work video call, best believe the video is off and we're doing <laughs> during that call. Hopefully no one, uh, none of my employers are listening to this right now. But yeah, I I wrote it down. But the only reason I don't know if I would have chosen, chosen it, it's just because of how recent it is. I yeah. think I just want a little mm-hmm. bit longer uh, of a track record because I, I assume he's going to be there for the long term. I mean, he's still, like you said, still hasn't hit arbitration. He's going to hit free agency like a year after arbitration. But mm-hmm. it's still to have him for like three or four years. We'll see what happens with the Padres if they can have a deep playoff run, you know, maybe win all during that time in this four-year window, even if he doesn't re-sign long-term. So it could still end up being one of the greatest trades of all time. I think I just want to see a little bit more of it before I really lock it in. And, you know, like you talked about, like, fair value. Like, yeah, James Wood and Robert Hassel are, like, two top prospects. And C.J. Abrams has looked really solid. Mackenzie Gore looks like a solid player. Like, you might get four legit, you know, maybe not superstars, but, like, four legit uh, pieces on a major league roster in a, in yeah. a Juan Soto trade, which I think should be, you know, what happens in a superstar mega deal. Like baseball is always the worst when it comes to trying to evaluate trades and trying to see like what's a real projection. But like this actually turned out to be real. Like you could actually put this in a trade machine and it would have made sense. And that usually can't say that for, you know, mega trades in baseball when you see the Mookie Betts and the Nolan Arenados of the world get traded for nothing. So I actually appreciate that both sides got what they wanted out of this deal. Let me see now for the number three overall pick. Mm. I still got, you know what? I could go. I, I wrote down like an order of like four trades basically right here. And this mm-hmm. one's on the board. I wrote it down number two. So I might as well take it because I'm just going to go super biased to start off. The first one was my, you know, growing up personal bias. You know, my my childhood love for the Red Sox. Now this is my professional bias. This is what gets me, you know, the green that we just saw in the video earlier. That quarter I was able to flip is because of this team right here. The Arizona Dimebacks when they made a trade in 2000 and acquired Kurt Schilling from the Phillies mm. for like four random players and Kurt Schilling over three and a half seasons with mm-hmm. the Arizona Diamondbacks mm-hmm. in a 3.14 year array. He mm-hmm. finished runner up twice in Cy Young voting to his own teammate, <laughs> Randy Johnson. And he also brought home a World Series where he was co-MVP with his teammate, Randy Johnson, and took down the disgusting New York Yankees. Sadly, it was sadly it was right after 9-11, so I'm sure the whole like nation was rooting for the Yankees. I can't believe you picked the second. <laughs> the d said, screw that. We don't care about nationalism. We care about our Arizona pride. And they went in there, and they took that World Series. Luis uh-huh. Gonzalez off Mariano Rivera. Kurt Schilling was phenomenal. Of course, when you talk about the Hall of Fame, there's a lot of stuff you can say about Kurt Schilling. We won't get into that right now. That's another <laughs> But yeah, that's right. 
I'm going bias back to back. I'm taking this with my second pick. Kurt, Sch- I mean, it let it, it. You got an MVP of the World Series in a deadline deal for like four random players. I, I don't know how I can't take this super high. It's justifiable. It is justifiable on a just what works sense. And full disclosure, yeah. I'm not only going to be drafting based on which were the best deals. Uh, they're going to be good deals. I have a lot in there, but I also just really like having fun. Okay. Um, and I admit that you clearly had a lot of fun there. Yeah. Um, just completely ignoring that. Yes, they acquired arguably the biggest bigot in the history of public bigot in the history of sports. Um, so that's great for you. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Miller said, I don't care. Give me the World Series. This was I, mean, a I, get it. I get it. It's so funny. Like, I remember asking someone a while ago being like, a Red Sox fan of mine where they were like, back then, did you make like a, a wish to a genie? Like, I will do anything. I will take any player and because they clearly granted your wish because they were like, we're going to give you the biggest garbage of a human. And it might even make you feel differently about the World Series, but you will win. And I understand if people back then would have taken that deal. Um, it's a it great was, pick for sure. It was, it was pre-internet. He wasn't on the QAnon Reddit threads yet. Like he didn't know all this stuff he's talking about right now. Okay. This was so early, early time. So this yeah. was a whole different Kurt mm-hmm. that we were getting back then. Uh, I just think I, it's hilarious that you took yeah. this third. <laughs> like, I just think it's so funny. Um, yeah. We might have some more fun with the, the rest of the draft huh. picks here, but who do you think? Who are you taking second then? Let's hear who you got. Yeah. I mean, so part of me, I couldn't, I forgot if, I just thought of this right now, the Robbie Ray trade, just to be mean to you. Okay. Um, <laughs> like just to be mean. I don't that, that they traded this guy for nothing. And it was kind of fair that they traded him for yeah. nothing. And then he just immediately becomes a Cy Young winner and then signs a big deal with the Mariners. Like, it's like one of the funnier tra- it's like there's been some bad deals. That one's bad, but like I really do get it. The guy walked everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was walking everybody to serve up home runs. Like I get why uh, the D-backs did that. Um, I'm not going to be mean just yet, though. I'm going to take an OG trade next. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, if you told me Robbie Ray would just straight up DFA'd at that point, like I would not have even been upset. Like I'd even need compensation back for Robbie Ray with how where I was mentally with him at that point in the season. Javi and I are going to continue our draft, but first... I'm going to go with um, a little bit of an OG one because it is one that I remember as someone who started to actually follow baseball. And what I mean by that is growing up, I'm a recovering Yankees fan. I've said this before on my podcast. Everybody freak out if you want, whatever. I don't care. Um, But at the time, I only watched the Yankees, right? That's all I knew about. And this trade occurred a little bit around the time when I started becoming a little bit more familiar with the rest of the league, at least knowing, oh, that guy in the NL is a star on that very primitive basic level and this guy ends up becoming a yankee uh later this later that summer but not immediately or later that fall whatever you want to call it and it is cc sabathia ladies and gentlemen to the milwaukee brewers one of the great rentals and especially for a pitcher it's very rare that a pitcher is going to be able to carry this much in the case of cc sabathia um when he gets traded to the brewers um Back in 08 from the Cleveland, he had a 3.83 ERA, not his best season at the time. He goes to the Brewers, 
and is a machine, basically carrying them to the playoffs, basically carrying them in the playoffs while it didn't amount to anything huge. So maybe people want to, you know, keep this in mind for those who might not like the idea of just getting Shohei Otani for just a rental uh, 1.65 ERA the rest of the way, uh, which is just absolutely obscene. It is awesome. It is fantastic. And I don't know. I just I love it very much. He didn't give up a single, you know, run basically for the rest of that year. He wasn't as good, um, you know, but what's it called? Not as good. I don't know the, the term uh, that I was going to think of. Um, it wasn't like his best like performances ever in the history of his career. Obviously, you know, he helps the Yankees win in 09 uh, the following year. But I just remember that for being such a like it was a it was a it was a race for those last spots. If I'm not mistaken, the Mets were involved too, trying to get that last kind of wild card spot. Just because it was one of the first ones that I remember that really just completely flipped the table for a team. So I'm taking CC Sabathia with that one. And also wow. one of my favorite players ever, too. So wow. That that is my reaction because I, I listen, listen. I like to believe when we do these drafts, it's a competition, right? We're trying to we're, <laughs> stop laughing. You're gonna make me laugh. We're going we're going against each other, right? We each yeah. want to win here personally want the people to vote for us right uh-huh. and uh i wrote down the cc sabathia trade but it was the only trade i also wrote down notes for if you took this my argument against why this trade this is basically i have a poison pill on this trade as to why it's more negative than it is positive um overall when you want to rank all these trades and i need to make my next pick first before i even get into the anti cc sabathia argument because my next pick is actually tied with the trade that you just made because my next pick for this draft of the greatest mlb trade deadline deals ever this involves the Los Angeles Angels, who are currently, you know, and a lot of discussions and rumors with their superstar Shohei Otani. But back in the day, I want to say it was 2008, they made a trade for a superstar who joined your guy, CC Sabathia, in New York the very next year. The uh, Los Angeles Angels traded for Mark Teixeira. The executioner, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Mark Teixeira went on to slash beautifully for the Angels down the stretch. He tore it up in the postseason. I think the Angels did get bounced by the Yankees or uh, something in like the second round of the playoffs. Then, you know, Teixeira goes off in the offseason to the Yankees. But because Teixeira signs with the New York Yankees, the Yankees have to forfeit their 25th pick in that draft. Do you know who that pick turns into, Javier Reyes? What does it turn into? That pick turns into Mike Trout. So they basically acquired Mark Teixeira for Casey Kochman and basically turned Casey Kochman into Mike Trout. And that's so important and why it ties to your CC Sabathia thing because the Brewers were not able to get a first-round pick back when CC Sabathia signed with the Yankees because it was already forfeited to the Los Angeles Angels in that Mike Trout acquisition. So when you acquired CC Sabathia, you lost him for nothing. You lost in the first round of the playoffs. And also Michael Brantley was given up in the trade to the Cleveland Indians at the time. So you lose an all-star player. You don't do anything in the playoffs. And you lose the guy for nothing in free agency. That's three strikes, Javi. And you know in baseball, three strikes and you're out. So that's why... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's you're on fire today you're on fire today i can't even lie that's why the cc sabathia trade is gonna be the poison pill in your draft it's gonna take down your whole draft because the very next pick i get mark to 
for Casey Kochman, which lands Mike Trout in the Angels, who some people have told me is the greatest player in the modern era since Jackie Robinson entered baseball. Some, that's people, what have actually, that's what some people have told me. I promise you I've had that conversation argument with people. I'm like, that's where I've gone. You know, that's where I guess the Mike Trout has started. I just don't think he's the greatest baseball player I've ever seen. That's really my end all be all with him. But that's what I'm taking next. That's my third overall pick. That was a long soliloquy by me. I apologize. No, look, and I appreciate the shot. You know, I literally had mercy on you not doing the Robbie yeah. Ray deal. Um, and then you come right back at me. Totally yeah. fair. I get it. And, you know, thankfully, like the Angels ended up winning a whole lot of stuff when they had Mike Trapp. So <laughs> it's a great trade for you. It's a great pick for you um, as, as Tatis falls to the ground. Um, this is tough for my next pick. But I think I'm going to go with one that I think is a universal kind of slam dunk. Um, at least I think, and especially if you're someone like me who enjoys your little deep dive videos every now and then, the history of the Seattle Mariners, um, mm -hmm. a video done by Secret Base of SB Nation. And this this one is talked about a lot. And for me, I am doing this trade. It's another OG um, because I am just looking at the fact that he looked like he was done and then very much was not done. It is the Hall of Famer. You've heard him before for a lot of people, probably their favorite pitcher and somehow just randomly super big photography guy. Now shouts to my dude, just oh, appearing yeah. at random NFL games. It is Randy Johnson going to the Astros. It is an incredible trade at the time. Millard, do you know what Randy Johnson's ERA was before he was traded? Uh, four one. That's a guess. Close 4.33. Okay. Do you know what his ERA was the rest of that season? One, two, 1.28. Look at you wow. absolutely killing it. And what I love so much is while I'm not even necessarily focused only on Houston here, this is one of my favorite trades because of not just how much it helps Houston, but just how crazy it is that Seattle made a mistake here. After that, he goes on to win four straight. Sides. Is there any, so this isn't necessarily best trade ever for the person that gave him away. Right. This is more about just an insane trade to look back at because he looked like he was, you know, on the downtrend. I mean, the guy when they trade him, he's 34. Like, it totally makes sense if you're like, hey, maybe he's not going to be able to replicate this. But instead, he leaves. He goes to Houston, ends up going to Arizona, your favorite team, um, and doing some pretty good work there. Four straight Cy Young Awards. He's a Hall of Famer. And before then, he was certainly heading onto a Hall of Fame type track. But because of after that basically cemented his status as one of the five or six great, like greatest pitchers ever. I'd say for a lot of people in a lot of people's books. And again, I just think it's so funny that he looked like he was done and just completely turned around. So Randy Johnson to the Astros. Yeah. I like that one a lot because it gave the D backs like a half season of scouting before they went and signed him to the greatest run. Maybe a pitchers ever had, like you just laid mm -hmm. out four straight Cy Youngs. And I just feel bad for Kurt Schilling, just finishing runner up every year to his teammate. Like That's probably just <laughs> feels so weird if you're Kurt Schilling, but Randy Johnson, I mean, his career is just insane where he basically takes off ages like 34 to 45. He has this whole like second prime or maybe his real prime happens after he turns like if you're talking about like steroid like batters i don't know like i i wonder what some of these pitchers are doing because how can a guy like randy johnson all of a sudden win four straight cy young from you know ages 36 to 40 or whatever i'm not seeing any allegations i just have questions is all so i do love that pick i can never get mad at randy johnson and yeah if you ever see him in person i mean we all know he's freakishly tall six seven and he's lanky he's an interesting guy when you see out in public 
That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage insight. Part two with Javier Reyes. We finish up the draft. I'll recap the series against the St. Louis Cardinals. So come back for that. Thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. If you do listen every day, put hashtag every day in the comment section on YouTube. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. No says.